Hello and welcome to the Modern Intuitives. I almost forgot what our name <laughs> oh, was. God, that's for a bad a sign. <laughs> well, I wanted to say because we just recorded Dear TMI, yeah. and so I was say I was thinking TMI, and I was like, that's not it. But it is the Modern Intuitives. <laughs> no, it's the Modern Intuitives. <laughs> I'm Janelle. I'm Lisa. Welcome, welcome. We are doing an episode today, a conversations episode about what um, being an empath is all about. Is all about. Mm-hmm. And we have, we we're starting off with defining what being an empath is and, um, kind of our own definitions. I feel like you have a better, because you do this professionally, Mm -hmm. you have a better definition. I wanted to read the dictionary definition. Lisa's told me over and over again, what a terrible idea this is. (laughs) Also, this is our second time recording this because we, way to put us on blast. I know. Well, you know what? I just, we're real. I'm just keeping it real. We're keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> um, because the first one, this is such a big topic. It I is. just wanted to make sure that we were as clear as possible. And we kind of just had a conversation the way you and I have a norm, like that we normally conversate with like bigger ideas, yeah. which, which I just felt like we needed to kind of narrow down mm-hmm. what it is. We'll be talking about what being an empath means, I'm sure, over and over again, yes. because it's such a huge topic. It is. Um, I feel like I identify the most with being an empath, um, or it's the thing that's easy, like the easiest thing that shows itself in my skill set of intuition. Because you don't like to say that you're psychic. (gasps) Oh my God. Way to call me out. (laughs) I'm doing this show with you. You're both. You're an empath and you're also psychic. Oh my gosh. I Um, should also, I should say psychic first and then empath. Because remember, if you'll remember our previous (laughs) episode. revert back to defining our abilities. Psychic is the umbrella term. Yes, it is true. (laughs) No, I am getting a little bit more comfortable with um saying that yeah that I'm psychic it's sometimes I feel like it's okay I'll remind you every time yeah I know <laughs> um and it's really people I don't read professionally yeah. so it's not something I always like to do but I am a really good advice giver or I just people I've heard things like you just always know how to say the right thing mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't someone's telling me right. <laughs> like it's I just yeah I'm just listening to I'm what's going on yeah I'm just listening to what's going on in my head um, but let's get back to empath. defining what an empath means. Okay. So you're an empath. I'm an empath yes. because we're in the umbrella. So we're under the umbrella of being psychic mm-hmm. and this is one avenue. So being an empath is also known as being a highly sensitive person, Yes. which also means somebody that can feel, sense, know certain things about an environment or a person. So, and it also means some, some people will experience like physical exhaustion and we're going to get into like a lot of signs of being an empath. Um, but, but overall it's like, you're a sponge. So you, you, if you don't know how to control it, but don't worry, we'll teach you how, Mm -hmm. if you don't know how to control it, you walk around basically with all these little antenna all over your body, like picking up on all the signals of everybody and everything yes. that you come in contact with mm-hmm. and you absorb it like a sponge. So you're physically exhausted, you're in- anxious or all of that yeah. stuff. Um, so it just means that you are highly aware. And I like mm-hmm. to think of it as being tuned in and being aware of people, but at the soul level. Yeah. I like that. That's so it's almost like, if I'm, if I'm looking directly at you, Janelle, it's not like I see your shell of a human. It's like I see what's your soul underneath, underneath it. Yes. That's what being an empath is. It's Ooh. being able mm-hmm. to cut through that human it side does. and feel the soul of another. 
And I think a good example, just a basic example for people, like if you've walked into a room and you kind of assess like something weird is happening Mm -hmm. in here and I don't know what it is or you don't know why you're feeling that way. Nothing in that room is presenting why someone's in a bad mood. And then all of a sudden someone comes up to you and they're like, I'm in the worst mood. Mm -hmm. This party sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be here. That's a sign that you're picking up on that energy that's happening within that room. Right. That's not you coming in and bringing that. That's, that's an overall feeling that's happening in the room. That's overtaking it. And you are absorbing that the second that you come in, you're seeing that you're feeling all of that. And that can be very confusing when you don't know, because you think it's you. Exactly. I think a lot of times people, um, misinterpret it as themselves right and um why am I so tired all the time or why yeah. do I, why do I have anxiety when I go shopping totally or, you know headaches all the time yeah I do want to differentiate when we talk when we say the word sensitive mm-hmm. let's be really clear yes when we say like highly sensitive person mm-hmm. um w- uh, we are not referring to like what I would say as like somebody who's not psychologically or mentally like strong or it, yes. it, we're not talking about like you Janelle and I were like mapping out this episode earlier and I loved what you said. We're not talking about like people that are sensitive to like the material aspect of the world. People that get upset or cry when they don't get their way or they're just sort of like those like selfish kind of like. Like I want this and I don't understand or like can't handle. They can't handle losing or they have poor coping skills. Uh We're not talking about people that are weak sort of. In the psychological aspect, we are talking about sensitivity in terms of like the ability to sense and perceive another. Yes. That is what we're talking about with being an empath. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear distinction. Yeah. It's um, because I think a lot of empaths are actually very humble. They're usually people who are out there trying to help other people Mm -hmm. cope and um, because they can feel what's happening with Mm -hmm. someone else. You're probably a natural advice giver. You probably end up having people come to you with a lot of their problems. They dump on you. They tell you their their stuff. It's well-meaning. They don't mean to, but they feel really comfortable Mm -hmm. kind of um, sharing personal information. Some mean to. Some mean to. (laughs) Only because they know you're going to listen. Yes. We'll talk about boundaries and all that. And that's because... They know they can sense that about you, that mm-hmm. you're a safe space because you're in tune to something right. that they're not in tune so to. So a really good indicator that you might be an empath is if sure. someone's... You might be an I empath know, right? if... <laughs> <laughs> um, is if you, your people in your life, even strangers that you meet will say, oh, I can't believe I just told you all that. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many that times that happened to me during my life. That is a huge indication. And because especially strangers, if, yes. if you just meet somebody and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I, yes. just, I know your life story... They don't know necessarily why they're telling you their their soul can sense that you are, like you said, a safe person and Mm -hmm. a a sensitive person that will listen and hear and probably give advice. Yes. Which we'll talk about that later, Mm -hmm. that it's not your obligation to do so. But yeah, we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's 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 hard not to because you are tapping into something. And I say that sometimes my strongest skill as under the psychic umbrella is that people will tell me their problems and I'll almost like, this is part of the, the, um, signs of being an empath, but I almost will like disengage and like go into my mind listening to what they're saying. And I will Mm -hmm. almost like see a road or a pathway into helping with that Mm -hmm. scenario, but not everyone wants Mm-mm. advice all the time and nor should you give nor it. should you give it <laughs> so just because you have the skill doesn't mean you necessarily have to use it in every aspect of your life right and also people will take advantage of that you might find yourself with people who are almost like vampires energy i call suckers. that energy suckers it's it's so exhausting 
I mean, even going to concerts and like festivals and stuff are really, I have to like really like gear yeah. myself up and be like, just so you know, the next two days after this, you got to mm-hmm. be alone mm-hmm. and you have to sort of take some time to yourself because it is exhausting yeah. when you exist as a sponge, you got to wring it out. You, you got to wring yourself out after and you have to know how to take care of that. Otherwise you know, you're just a bloated sponge mm-hmm. gathering bacteria. <laughs> wow. Doesn't that paint a pretty picture? I just really went for <laughs> <You> it. <did. laughs> Throw that shit in the wash. I know. <laughs> Put that in the microwave for two minutes and kill that bacteria. <laughs> and then reuse and Then reuse it. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Let's get into signs. signs. Okay. okay. One of the first one, we wrote a few down, but anxiety yes and i specifically wrote anxiety in public but it's generally anxiety it's it can be general anxiety no we're too. not diagnosing right no, so we're not. if you have a true diagno- uh, diagnosis medical diagnosis of anxiety like don't stop treatment but disclaimer however there might a, be an empath there's a really <laughs> good chance that you're an empath and i know that because until i understood my own ability i mm-hmm. walked around feeling like i had an anxiety disorder everywhere yes. i went mm-hmm. because you're you don't you're not consciously aware that you're tuning into somebody else's energy and so your body doesn't know what to do with it and it yeah. will manifest as certain symptoms and we're going to talk about them like physical ailments and symptoms but one of the things that you might feel is anxiety yes this feeling of flightiness of unsure I'm not safe something is going on here where are my exits I need to go and I'm not even talking about like a festival or a concert I'm talking about like a staff meeting or totally going to the store to go grocery shopping like basic places that we go as human beings on a regular basis um, where you feel anxiety and that's a really good sign of an empath because you're you know going about your time shopping and all of a sudden somebody walks by you and you feel the surge of anxiety Mm -hmm. or you're standing at the you know the with the cashier and you feel a surge of anxiety that might be because you're an empath because your your body is perceiving Mm -hmm. somebody else's energy i will legit now knowing it like look around like i'll be like who's it coming who is this who's it coming who did this who did this to me (laughs) Um, normally I think too, you can kind of, it sort of comes out of nowhere. If, if you can't see the direct cause of your anxiety, mm-hmm. like if you're facing something very scary and dangerous or whatever, of you're gonna then of course it. you're yeah. going to have anxiety. That's the body's natural response. But mm-hmm. when it comes out of nowhere, when you're, you know, just walking around and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I used to tell, I didn't even realize I had as bad of anxiety as I did until I sort of came to terms with being an empath or being a highly sensitive person the way that it was first kind of explained to me. But I used to get what I would call as a child, I would call it the uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. And it would just be like a rise of panic within me. Mm -hmm. And it would come out of nowhere. There wouldn't really be anything um, associated to it. It just would almost like rise up in me. And I've even recently only now I'm starting to kind of be like, okay, who's that coming from and why is that mm-hmm. happening? Because when it would happen, I just wanted it to go away. So I would just kind of like white knuckle it and write it out mm-hmm. until it just passed. And I think a lot of people who s- struggle with anxiety, who are highly sensitive people, who are empaths and don't understand it, are sometimes white knuckling it. Oh, like yeah. you're just, you're on a roller coaster ride and mm-hmm. you're just like, please let this be over. Because they don't understand it. And yeah. that's like, hopefully with this, this episode, people listening will either think, oh my gosh, that's me or that's my sister or my, my boyfriend is like that Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, because it's really common and nobody talks about it and there's not a lot of education on it. 
Exactly. I mean, I think now it's becoming a little more of like a buzz yes. word, buzzword. Yes. Um. So, you know, not and everybody walking this planet is an empath. However, yes. I think like the awareness as a whole is we're in a much more um, accepting society and time to be able to understand what this means. Yes. And even and the fact that a highly it. sensitive person sort of that, that exists out there in the real world, that yes. they're identifying it at least in those terms. Granted, it is just being an empath and it is under the psychic umbrella, mm-hmm. even though they're using that term. It's still great to know that that term exists because even when I was that little, that term didn't no. exist, nor did my family have any awareness about it. about it. And even you might even see it in your kids. Um, one of the earliest things that I remember reading about it was that usually kids or you will like hesitate. They used a they used a scenario of standing outside of a classroom door, one kid might just run in and start playing, but the empath, the highly sensitive kid will almost hesitate Mm -hmm. and assess. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like you assess the room before you're going. And we kind of talked about this in our original episode Mm -hmm. about needing to feel safe and mapping out where we were going and needing to know. And I still, till this day, like I want to know ahead of time Mm -hmm. where I'm going. If I don't know where I'm going, I need to know like the directions I'm going to get there, what time I should get there. It makes me feel more safe to have those kinds of things in Mm -hmm. place. It lightens the anxiety of going someplace new. Because an empath will, they already have energetically the the feelings and the deck stacked against them. And so Mm -hmm. planning as much as you can as a human ahead of time is so much more comforting Mm-hmm. And it lightens the anxiety. Yeah, because you're go- you're already going into a situation where you're gonna have. Um, Don't mind the barking dogs if you can hear them. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Let's but talk. By over the way, them. if anybody knows of a pet sitter, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so planning that, planning out your route and your day and things like that is very comforting because as an empath, you already know you're going to be faced with energy that you're not prepared for, and um, so it's just it it just brings that extra level of comfort. So what's another sign that we can look for? Sweating. Oh, which I'm doing right now <laughs> because we're talking about being We are. Empath. I'm sweating so much. I was like, did it get hotter or no. what is well, it? Well, number one, we're, we might be drinking, but also. <laughs> yeah. Bootcraft. It's very light it and is. natural. It's, and it's good for you. It's great. Right? Yes. Um, but also, it's one of my cues that I'm doing energy work or talking mm-hmm. about spirit or, or my empathic side kicks in is that I start to sweat. Yes. I always, when I go into a new scenario or even when I'm as a makeup artist, I, w- I work with new groups of people, um, no matter what, the first second, well, one, because I'm working and I'm excited, but I immediately start to sweat. Mm-hmm. Like I, anytime I walk into someplace new, I'm just, I, the Same. sweat, right, the heat, and it takes, and I, I've, I have to talk to my, I'm like, give yourself an hour, like mm-hmm. it's gonna, you're gonna, it'll, it'll calm. Yes. Once you're done moving and working, once you've, once you've settled in and you've met some people and you've gotten the like first anxiety jitters, that's also a thing too, like first impressions when you're meeting new people, mm-hmm. you're picking up on them being nervous about meeting new people and all of that energy that's focused. Granted, you, you're not like walking to a room and you're like that person, that person, that person. No. Normally that person will just come up to you. Right. If you're that beacon, if you're kind of in tune, mm-hmm. they usually end up coming up to now you. Now you're but. also picking up on the energy of the physical environment yes so you're not just the empath is not just sensitive to human beings but you're also sensitive to you know spirit that you're not Mm -hmm. that you're not aware of not aware of so but if you've ever walked into a building I always think this is too I think this is one of our signs too but our that 
when you're like, I'm not going in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's in there, but I'm not going in there. You just have this You sense. just have this sick, like, no, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there. I don't want to. I'm not getting in that elevator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. For sure. Mm-hmm. Or I've been in elevators where I'm like, oh, my, for the love of God, just get me out. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want it. The second that we're out of here, I'll feel so much better. But, um, and that's hard, too, when you're yeah. in scenarios where oh, you're yeah. like, I have to do this. Where you have to ride it to yeah. whatever floor. I, I know. know. You're just, there's a lot of weird energy in elevators. I never even thought about mm-hmm. that. But it's just because of so many well, people. Well, how many people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how many and people get in and out? You and deposit energy everywhere you go. Yeah. So you have <laughs> positive. Like, like people farting in it. <laughs> <laughs> we are so glad. I know. You're just like, they're just deposit. I don't know. Don't say depositing energy. <laughs> well, how do I say it? I don't know. That's. It is it. It is a good way to say it. Um, you well, this kind of is in that arena. But who to stay away from? You know when mm-hmm. you're like not when there's someone that you don't want to be around and you don't know why. I yes. also think that like I'm so good at first impressions. Mm-hmm. Very rarely are my first impressions ever shifted. Same. But if they do, and I'm like, oh, maybe I was, like, wrong about that, it eventually kind of comes back to the first impression. I can think of one person in my life that I was wrong about my first impression. It was me, wasn't it? No kidding. (laughs) It's actually as I was an adult. And it was not that long ago. Good. Um, And that was spirit being like, girl, open up. Yes. (laughs) Don't be so judgmental and harsh like you are. Um, But... Don't discount your first impression. Oh, gosh. And I have such a good... As an empath, that is a huge tell. Yeah. if And even when we did the online dating one, mm-hmm. remember I was like, it's hard for me to get a first read over mm-hmm. like the internet or whatever. I have to see someone in person. Mm-hmm. And that's such a big deal to me. Like I have to see people in person. I also think that's a part of my personality, it love is. language, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, that like quality time is a big deal for me. So when I'm with someone in person, that's a big... sign for me Mm -hmm. but in general I know that a part of it that's been my guide throughout most of my life Mm -hmm. is being in front of people and making decisions based on on meeting them and and knowing who I like and who I don't and knowing who's good and who's bad I mean and when my nose are nose they are it's like you can't tell me otherwise I agree like you can't tell me I'm wrong. And as, like the, as an oh. empath, you are generally able to tell, and I've always had this ability. I know you have too, mm-hmm. Janelle. Um, the people that have done really nasty bad things in life, mm-hmm. and the people that you just love and have such a like this joyful sunshine side totally. to them. Um, it's you. You cannot discount that. There's one of my actually my favorite quote, mm-hmm. um, and it's by Maya Angelou, and it's funny because you and I talked about her earlier. Oh yeah, but here I'm gonna no, look this it is up. a different one. Oh okay, but I'm gonna look up the Maya Angelou okay. one too. So the, the this is in regards to first impressions. The quote is: When someone shows you who they are oh, the yeah. first time, believe them. It's so true. So she knew what she was talking about when she wrote that, said that, spoke yeah. on it. She because probably was an empath. She probably was. You know you're an empath. Because she, yes, because of her teachings and everything were just so incredible. Um, but that is a big, big sign of an empath. Um, I'm still looking for it. I know, it. but Sorry. what's our next? Because that because Forget that about it. Up. We'll find it later. But um, download of certain people. So I. Download of information. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Downloading <laughs> download of certain people. <laughs> we're all computers. Um, 
I will, I, I say this all the time and I've had to like be better about because I would always be like, oh, I don't, like what's, what's their name? Like the second someone physically will like touch my hand or t- I, I instantly, it's like, <laughs> I feel like in a movie, like where it's like, and I like leave my body and like transform into something else and go into some ether ether mm-hmm. ether ether yeah ether world of sounded out ether <laughs> I, I wasn't great in school i'm creative you guys leave me alone she's not book smart i'm, I'm not book smart. <laughs> she's not book smart i'm kidding i love you you're so beautiful she's not you're pretty oh you're just being nice now um <laughs> you're just trying to backtrack shit it no i'm just kidding um but yeah, I don't remember people's names because the second I touch their hands, I'm like getting who they kind of are as a person. Right. Which goes to what yeah. we are, what we talked about the last, just a second ago was like your first impression. Yes. When you first meet somebody, you, you get, get a that download, download you get, of who they are. And not, and it's not even necessarily specifics. Um, yeah. And, uh, like no, no one's, I'm never like shaking my hands. Like she was born in 1994. No. And, like, but <laughs> the more you, you are aware of your empathic side and your intuitive side, then yes, you can get specifics about somebody. But in general, to the people listening to this, who are maybe realizing that they're an empath, you just sort of get this over overall sense yes. of the kind of person that they like, are. Like I like them or I don't like yes. them. And Sometimes it's just that simple. That's all it needs to be. Yeah. You don't need to like dive into no. who they are. You just, it's just trusting that when you feel that way, or there's certain scenarios when you're like, oh, I don't really like them. And I don't know why mm-hmm. everyone else really likes nope. them. Always listen to it. Always listen to what, because you have those antennas and they don't. Exactly. And don't let people try to like steer you that way. Like you have that gift so that you can understand who you're supposed to be with and who you're not. Right. And it's that simple. It doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I'm an empath and so I'm psychic and I have to like, re- no, you just, it's a tool, like it's a, it's a survival way skill. of, yes, of helping you exist in your life and to make your life the best mm-hmm. and, w- and most the wonderful that it can yep. be. Um, you also put physical symptoms. Yes. Like body pressure and like uh, headaches and... Um, pressure in the head, I would say. not. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I just wrote body pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine because you're a really good dictator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Don't let me take notes. It um, just is. So like I said earlier, sort of about like being a sponge and having yeah. all your little feelers out and being able to feel and sense other people, you might pick up on their physical symptoms. So if you um, walk into a place and like you all of a sudden like have a headache... Or your knee starts to hurt. Like, that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, why is my knee hurting? I didn't do anything. And then I'll yeah. think, whose knee hurts? Kind of like what you said earlier. Who's giving me this? And I'll either walk by the person or I'll just look at somebody and intuitively know it's your knee ache. And I'll say, like, okay, this is not my pain. Go away. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I don't I don't think that that doesn't ever really happen to me. Or maybe I'm just not paying attention to it, but mine is like so emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I just get everybody's emotions all the time. But can I ask you a question yeah. regarding that? Are you sure or yes. is that just how it's manifesting in your body? Oh, that's true. I mean, I can't really say yes or no because so I haven't like that. I haven't practiced it totally. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm so feelings have just are such a huge part of my life. I just feel everything mm-hmm. so deeply. But I can tell the way people are feeling all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know when people, even via text, like friends, just like I've, (laughs) 
recently a friend texted me and I I read it and I was like, oh, she's so salty right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave this be. Because I just was like, oh, she's in a mood. Like, I can tell. It sounds and then, like me. Was it me? No. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> but I, and I told her later and she's like, oh, I have been. And like, so it's those kinds of things mm-hmm. that I now have like really good practice on mm-hmm. that I know how much I can say to someone versus what I can't say to someone and and try to mm-hmm. sort of gauge in that kind of way which is really interesting yeah but I'm trying to think I mean physical signs make sense like well, I would that's totally a thing it is a you thing. would you're like picking it well, up that's you're, what an, yeah yeah that's you're, what an you're empath a highly is. sensitive person in all <laughs> yeah. regard not yeah. just feelings but physically feeling mm-hmm. symptoms of yeah. another person and it's so hard when people are uncomfortable or upset and you get really uncomfortable being in their presence yeah. and you're like what in the yeah. world is going on but with we'll, you we will provide tips and strategies yeah but I also say along with the um you know like the headache or the chest pain or the knee ache or whatever um, physical exhaustion. Oh, it's huge. Is a huge sign of an empath. Yes. Is when you're like drained after mm-hmm. a regular day, not even like a party or uh, going to an amusement park or something no. that is very like taxing on you as a, uh, on your body. But if you find yourself just being drained at the end of the day, being around regular people, that's mm-hmm. a really good indicator that you're an empath because For you're sure. walking around picking up on everybody's stuff and you're not just drained from negativity. Your body is drained from happy things too. Exactly. Because it works both ways. you're operating as an individual uh, yourself, but you're also then picking up on trying to manage yeah. everybody else's stuff around you. Yeah. And if you don't have the tools in place, you're just, you're soaking up that. You're soaking it up like a dirty sponge, like Janelle said earlier. <laughs> What a horrible I know. metaphor, but it really, I think it paints a really great right. picture. Keep that image in your mind. Um, <laughs> yes, I think that that's so true. The exhaustion is a very real thing because you just get so drained because even having to uh, like do small talk or mm-hmm. that's why I think that's a lot of empaths hate small talk. Oh. I mean, everybody hates small talk to some degree. I cannot. But it. it is so hard because you're just like, uh, this is like this is useless conversation. Mm-hmm. I already know what kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I know that, but like, I know I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. So I how just want, get how do this? I get out of this? Yep. And I think that's why a lot of empaths too naturally are weird about crowds. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I hate like lines and crowds yeah. and being around. I'll people. say like, I have a hard. really, I have a really hard time going and doing super social big crowd. Things. Yes, I do too. I have a, even like, I just, I get weird about it because I know I'm going to feel weird people. Well, it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. I can't control it. And that's mm-hmm. like my issue. But, you know, it just mm-hmm. as an empath and that like a medium too, it's like I have to be so on guard and put all my tools in place because, and even with all your tools, you're going to pick up on some. Totally. You, you can't, can't turn it off you completely. Can't it off, no. You can manage it, but... Yeah, but some people are, have really powerful energy right. no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. even if it's good or if it's toxic. Even some people I find like really like energetic, happy people who are super social and they're like, oh my gosh, hi. And uh, they're super, I, I have to be like, whoa. Oh, it's hard. Like it's almost like a wave coming in that you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like I need you to dial like it dial it down because you're not only feeling someone who has such a, a powerful presence, but then it's like doubled. Mm-hmm. It, it feels doubled to you because you're just like, oh my gosh, you're like, you're intruding on me. Mm-hmm. I even, I was saying this to someone that uh, trying to explain what being an empath is that um, 
if the energy is super overpowering in the room, like there's someone who needs a lot of attention or there's people who are um, like really in charge mm-hmm. and very like powerful, mm-hmm. I will naturally as like a safety mechanism of a way of like surviving the interaction, I become like the wall. Yeah. Like I become invisible. I go silent and I just sort of ride mm-hmm. it out, which is not always my favorite quality. Um, because in certain scenarios like that, if I need to show up, I I have to, but sometimes I I have to almost like talk myself into being like, no, no, no. Right. I know this is going to be hard. This is going to drain you. Right. I know this energy is super overpowering, but you have to show up and be your strongest self. Yeah. It's temporary. You have to like ride this, this out again. This is like for specific scenarios yeah. if you want to do that. I think that's why I've like developed resting bitch face. <laughs> I know. Just like go So people away. don't approach me. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. That's awful. It's terrible. And there are mm. certain settings where like I do know that I give off this yeah. look. Yeah. And I th- I am aware of it. It's not like yeah. I'm not aware that I look like this <laughs> and it's not always appropriate. <laughs> Duh. But sometimes I have to. Now, yeah. of course, if I start to talk to somebody. You're just like, no. And no. I enjoy you go them. Back. You like go people back. are like, oh, you're so fun. And you're, you know, yeah. people, it's so funny because nobody will ever describe me as approachable. And I secretly love that. Oh my gosh. Everyone thinks I'm approachable. <laughs> I just have this look. You're just like, don't. You're just like little. Yeah. I'm like a giant, like, hi, everybody. Like, I feel like I'm like a teddy bear. <laughs> just like, come hang out with me. Don't oh, touch the alligator. No, I'm just like so developed to this like shield. And that's not nice. Like that is definitely something that I'm working on as an empath and a yeah. really just intuitive, sensitive person in that way. Yeah. Because you can't face the world like that. There are also um, protective mechanisms that we developed when we were little oh, yes. as a means of surviving. Totally. The being invisible thing, that was something I, that was a means of survival for me getting through yeah. my childhood. Yeah. Because I knew if I just like didn't. <laughs> If I didn't make a noise and I wasn't too showy, mm-hmm. nobody would bother me, even though everyone still bothered me because I'm a person living in the world and you can't be invisible like mm-hmm. that. But that was kind of my go-to was like, I just won't show anything. And if I don't, then I can like be in control and you can't necessarily like exist in the world happily that way. You right. have to sort of um, see being an empath as a gift and also, you know, a part of who you are and, and learning to take care of yourself the way that you would just any kind of like, if you had a knee injury or had like back problems, you you have to like rest and you have to take care of it, go to the right, take time, you know, get the right treatment or whatever. A lot of empaths enjoy alone time Mm -hmm. though. That's a very important um, thing for them to do Mm -hmm. because it, it, takes you away from that energy and allows you to ground back down. Mm -hmm. So if you naturally enjoy being alone Mm -hmm. or need space from people to talk to, I mean, I literally, that's a way, I mean, we'll get into our boundaries, but I will say I need a break. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, I will know that I need some alone time and it's still, it's hard for people. I think to understand it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. to a lot of people because a lot of people just keep going, Mm -hmm. you know, and run into each other. Like they're, they want to be with their family. They want to do all these things and they don't take that time. And I think as an empath, you have to know, I need some time to be silent. And we'll talk more about boundaries. Uh, what's the other one? We said disengaging when, with listening. Did we kind of talk about that? We did when we kind of zone out. Like if you're talking to somebody and it's like, you're like, don't want to be there. You just sort of mentally check out Mm -hmm. because it's almost like this empath, this like knowing side, this intuitive side, your empath side takes over where you're just like, you stop listening to them as a human. Yeah. <laughs> and they're meaningless chatter. And you're just like, 
I got to get out of this. Or yeah. like, this is somebody I don't want to spend time yeah. with. I need to exit. I or need you to go, God, this person's so light and airy. Yes. And, and they're such too. like wonderful people. Like, yes. I bet they were really great when they were a child. Like, sometimes I do that. Like, I start to like doze off in my head where I'm like, what a wonderful heart they have. Like, I can just tell that she's so kind and so <laughs> sweet. And I, all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, what is she saying? Yes. Like, uh, like, I have to pay attention. Yes. <laughs> like, she's talking and yes. you're going to have to respond. Or like, oh, he's been through a lot. Like, I can tell that this person's been through a lot, but I can tell they're really working mm-hmm. on it. And I'll be like, how do I? Yeah. What do I know? Yes. I'm just meeting you. Yeah. So those type of things. Um, I was going to share a little quick funny story about how I had to, like, return something to finish line, like some tennis shoes that I bought. Mm-hmm. And some woman, I walked in to, I walked in to do the return. And this guy who was working there was behind the counter, but he was talking to this other woman. And he looked at me and he was like, he's like, do you need help? And the way that he said it was so aggressive. And I was like, whoa. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I just wanted to make a return. And he's like, okay, give me one second. And I was like, God, he's like, mm-hmm. like, he's being so aggressive. Like something is off. And then he's talking to this woman and I was like, oh, something's going on mm-hmm. in this like interaction. And then he came over and, um, and he started helping me. And he just looked really like tense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I immediately, and as an empath, start to try to shift the energy. I do this too. Like I try to soften when people are hard. I try to like. No wonder you're so tired. I know. <laughs> exactly. I try to soften and like make the mood lighter. Just And it's more about making it more pleasant for me mm-hmm. too. Um, and then this woman came over and started like picking up the shoe that I was returning and talking to me about it and like asking me questions. Somebody that worked there? No, just like the customer that he was talking to and she um started and the second she came over there I went oh no Mm. and I I was like no 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 and she just kept talking and and totally not self-aware so she wasn't picking up that I was I kept ending it like I kept being like that's great and like being Mm -hmm. done and then focusing back on the scenario and then she would ask me another question and he I forget how I was and I in my brain was like I need to like get her out of here Mm -hmm. like I don't know how I'm gonna make her go away but she was like a she was a needed attention a vampire vampire. I'm making hand motions that no one can see but she was a vampire like just an an energy sucker and so I'm so I'm thinking that and he's still not really like responding he's just sort of like looking down but you can tell he's frustrated and and so finally he goes, he goes, I need to finish this with her and I need her to focus. So can you give me a moment? I will help you in a second. And Good. he just, and he was like a young guy Good for him. and he kind of like, and she was like, oh, 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 oh. And like, like went away and he looked at me and he goes, I am so sorry. Aww. And he goes, she has been here for two hours. What? I already, she's already bought oh, her she thing and she's just in there talking to problem. me. And she's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I, I like, love him. And she's and not- I was and I had a moment where I go, oh, so this is like what the tension and the because yeah. I immediately when I walked in, I was just like, what's going on in here? Yeah. Something's like weird. Yeah. And it just is funny how sometimes those things will unfold for you and mm-hmm. they'll tell you why you're feeling that way and all of it will get solved. And I was like, I am so sorry. You get validated. Yes. In, in a lot of those scenarios. And I was like, I'm so sorry. That sucks. And I hope that this, she like, leaves. she leaves and gets out of there. And he's like, I'm supposed to go on my break. I was like, you, I just gave him a little advice. And I go, don't even look at her. Just 
go to your manager, take it and leave. Yeah. Just don't not make eye contact. Mm-hmm. I'm so good at like not making eye contact with people that I know are like energy mm-hmm. suckers. Do you do that too? Oh, where yeah. you like look through them? Oh yeah. You're when you know that they're like looking to g- grab you. You can spot them and then you, you immediately know, do not look at them again. I am sweating. Do you want to borrow my fan? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's fine. You keep it. But man, <laughs> this topic is just getting us. Well, it's highly needed. It is. It's super needed. What's okay. A, so disengaging with listening or um, conversations. Conversations. Feeling overwhelmed. We kind of, uh, yeah, we kind of that, that did that. That has to do with like the exhaustion piece. And that's it, feeling exhausted or feeling like. And we kind of talked about that when I was talking about the classroom, when you assess Mm -hmm. like an energy in a room or Mm -hmm. with a person, um, it can feel overwhelming when people have overwhelming energy or aren't like aware of the things that they're sort of putting out in the world. People who aren't self-aware, I think empaths are very self-aware. Yes. It almost painfully, Mm -hmm. like you're just aware of all the things that are happening in the world. And you think like, why isn't anyone else seeing what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? How, how is this like, like I get really irritated when people lack common sense yes and you know people say like well common sense isn't common and I just think it's it's a lot because I'm I'm intuitive and so I'm an empath but like Mm -hmm. when other people don't rise to that same level of like shouldn't you know but it's self-awareness yeah do you have like an a scenario that you can say I'm trying to it happens I feel like sometimes I get irritated I just get like what why the hell like why would you do that yeah I can't. It just, I mean, if I think of something as we're okay. going about this. But I do think I agree with that. I get so frustrated by just like common things that I'm just like, are you not paying attention? Yeah. Like, are you not seeing the world like, and they're not, no. they're just not seeing what we're they're saying. Just in their own bubble, their own yeah. world, so to speak. Just like yeah. going about. And I'm just like, yeah. I have a small one. <laughs> this is so stupid though. But I was like waiting in a parking lot for a parking spot. You know how you like put your blinker mm-hmm. on? And um, I was waiting for someone to back out and some woman just went oh, that, in. No, that's not common Just sense. went that's in. Just I know, but this is bad so. behavior and. So she just pulls in and I was like, fuck no. no. And so mm-hmm. I waited for her to get out of the car and I go, excuse me. Did you not see that I was sitting there waiting with my blinker on? You just came in and went in that parking spot like you didn't see me here. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't see you. Oh. And I was like, it's not okay. And it's rude. And like. Good for you. You. And she was like, okay. And she backed out. Good. And I parked in. Hell yeah. But I just. I've done that. I've uh, done that. But yeah. it's so. Like, I'm like, that is common courtesy and a lack of awareness of someone else being in like yeah. you need to pay attention then to your whole scenario things. and it didn't I mean I ho- like she I should say she pulled in I like honked yeah. I was like honking yeah she just didn't even look at me and I was like nope yeah not leaving because no. I just knew I could say that in that yeah. scenario too to her if it was some angry like person that yeah. was like flipping me off as they turned in that don't do no. that you do not need to confront <laughs> people that are doing that it's like a waste of time it's like the same thing when yeah. someone's taking your purse and robbing it. it's yeah. like it's a purse just yeah. let the purse go <laughs> I'd probably fight back <laughs> I know I think everyone would naturally and then I'd be like okay I don't know what I'm doing just take it take it take it right just leave me alone yes um so I think having self-awareness is like a big empath yeah. sign mm-hmm. um easily distracted we talked about that when you kind of like disengage or sometimes when um you're out and about you like, notice certain I have things. an example I oh was on yeah a, I was on a date not too long ago uh-huh. <laughs> that didn't work out <laughs> but um I was on a date not too long ago and we had been talking about Reiki of all things mm-hmm. like um it's 
been interesting as you know we talked we had a dating episode but it's been interesting to like the people that I've been going on dates with like to let them into my world a little bit and Mm -hmm. so I always lead with Reiki because that seems to be a little bit more digestible for people it's like oh I'm a masseuse like it's like that of your soul of your soul (laughs) of your energetic field (laughs) of your chakras um and so as I, we were talking about Reiki and, and like, oh, are you really passionate about Reiki? Yes, I love healing people and blah, 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 blah. It's mind, body, spirit. Like I was like in my zone. I immediately, unintentionally tuned into this man that was sitting behind my date in the booth. Mm-hmm. And he was with two other women. It was like a, oh. a spouse and like a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like sometimes I'll pick up on other people and I don't mean to because I, you know, put boundaries in place for like the, p- the people that I in- come in contact with in the real world. And so like, and I said, for example, like right now, all of a sudden, for some reason, it's really hard for me to pay attention to you because I'm unintentionally tuning oh my into gosh, this I guy do this behind me. Yeah. And he was like, he like sort of like subtly glanced and he's like, like what? And I was like, I hate to say this, but he's really pervy. <laughs> and it was this horrible, disgusting sexually like perverted like feeling that I had about this man yeah and I was like oh I don't even want to sit here anymore like I don't even want to look at him anymore you just felt icky I just felt icky not that he was like a criminal deviant Mm -hmm. in that way but just like just a big old perv yeah just gross (laughs) just a big old just a big old perv and so he like laughed my date laughed and was like what like tell me more and I was like no I am going to tune I am going to shut it down yeah I'm not going to explore that no and then I had to work really hard and not look crazy as I was still trying to like be on my date and then put up that energy. Yeah. But you're like almost, you're like keep side eyeing at it. Like go away. Leave me alone. So that, and that was like two weeks Mm -hmm. ago. So that was like a recent, so that is a good example of like, sometimes you get, you feel distracted Yes, because you're feeling somebody else. Or, um, I've been in places like when you can tell a couple is fighting and you're at dinner and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. something's going on without over here. Hearing them, right? Without hearing them, but okay. just seeing that kind of energy. I've had that happen so many times. Yeah. I get distracted. Even people talking in a corner. Mm-hmm. If like, if I'm not involved, my mom used to say when I was little, she recently said this, that she was like, you were just a very observant child. Mm-hmm. So you were always like listening to us talk. And I'm like, yeah, because I knew you were mm-hmm. talking about probably us or someone in particular. And so, um, and I am kind of nosy. I have a bit of that like detective vibe in me where mm-hmm. I like want to know everything. But also I do get very distracted if someone's energy is really heightened mm-hmm. and I'm in a crowded place. I will be like, Vroom. like oh, I will yeah. just like keep looking at them, like almost like a reflex. Mm-hmm. of, re- And it's almost like a tick that you will be like, until they go away, this won't stop. Mm-hmm. Or until like... Something happens you and put then up a block. Yeah. yeah. Or, and I, you have to almost be like disengage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be fine. <laughs> I always say yeah. that they're fine. Yeah. Just they're be where you are. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Or even sometimes just certain places like streets mm-hmm. will feel weird. Like, f- like places that you don't, mm-hmm. don't necessarily have people in them all the time, but like houses and you like going to people. places more than you like other things because you like the energy of a certain place. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I hate more though than when I go, like I just went to a beach that I love mm-hmm. and it was just like a weird day. The water and the waves were really, and my sister and I went and I love this beach. And I was like, I just want to do like a sunset swim, which is like one of my favorite things. And the water's been so nice. And we got down there and just the whole 
energy of the beach, I'm realizing that now, was just like off. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't, I couldn't really swim in the water because the waves were so large. Mm-hmm. And some, some guy kept like walking by in a Speedo, like taking photos of himself. Oh, no. And like, it, it was just like that. Like, there was another guy, some old man in like a thong Speedo oh. walking around. It was just like a weird day at the beach. Um, and like, and like the tide kept coming in. We're so blessed to live in California. I know. I know. I'm like complaining about my gorgeous beach day and looking at a beach. Um, (laughs) but it was just a, one of those weird, like, I was like, oh, this isn't what I wanted to feel like. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to feel different. And I had to kind of like let that go because it just is what it is. The idea of what I wanted from that day and what I actually got Mm -hmm. that sometimes even the places that you love can feel off. Yeah. Like you just have to kind of navigate that the best that you can. Um, we kind of talked about the other stuff, forgetting what people say, yes. but what you felt in the room. Yes. So um, that was that Maya Angelou That was the other quote. Maya Angelou quote. I think the one that I found is the one that you um, – I think Maya Angelou said the one that you yes, said. Yes, Oh, okay. She when did. someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Yeah, that's Maya Angelou. I said that. Oh, I didn't <sighs> – the other quote by her, I had this in my office when I was a victim advocate. I think it was her about like, you may not always remember what people say, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. There's, yes. It's more, there's more to the quote than that. I'm definitely paraphrasing. Um, but that's very true because an empath, and I want to like, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to say that, say this. An empath is not just listening to the words that you're saying, but they're listening to the spaces in between the pauses, yeah. the tone, um, the, they're watching your body language. They're watching your eye contact. They're studying everything and they're feeling everything. So that quote is so true and real to mm-hmm. an empath is you as the person, as the empath, might not remember everything that they say, but you will remember how they made you feel. feel. And I think empaths identify a lot with their feelings. Like I feel like you, you're like, you can't tell, you can't shake the way that I feel like I know and I trust Mm -hmm. the way that I feel the most. A lot of this is like listening to your instincts, gut reactions. Like those are the other terms for being able to feel and be like, nope, Mm -hmm. you can't tell like, cause it's such a strong intuition. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So it's that kind of, I think that um, understanding is, I think what everyone like as an empath you deal with that yes. you understand. Yes. You know? So So do we hit all of our signs of an I empath? I think so. Because we just said being an empath is overwhelming, but we kind of discussed we talked about, we talked about yeah. being overwhelming. So we can maybe talk about some what tools. To, some tools yeah. and how to deal with um you know, if you are an empath, you've had anxiety, you've yeah. been you've pushed had, to your edge, you've felt super overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, you had all of these signs have been a part of your life. So, um, and you felt deeply. Yeah. You're probably a deeply feeling person. Um, and so how do you manage that? I want to say before we get into some, maybe some tools on how to manage it, that being an empath is not an excuse to be absent from life. Oh yeah. Don't hide in the room and say, you know what? I'm an empath. empath. You're you, that's not, that's not okay. Yeah. Because that's just you letting life get the best of you instead of getting the best out of life and that's not healthy it is and that's how you develop some serious psychological issues and true social anxiety and depression and other things like it's a slippery slope exactly so um we're not medical professionals but if you're struggling with these things please find mercy (laughs) i know right please find (laughs) um 
Help. Help. And um, an avenue of a professional that can help you kind of work through. Yeah. If this sounds like you and you've been struggling for a long time, Lisa and I have both reached out oh. to medical professionals yeah, to help sure. us kind of navigate because I think empaths struggle it's and really they, it, it's really, it is, um, it is a gift and a curse at the same mm-hmm. time because you, you're, you probably are like, I just want to be normal. You mm-hmm. probably said that sometime in your life when you're like, why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. I don't, ugh. And you are normal. That's the yeah. thing. You are normal. And I, the older I get, the more I realize that it is more of a blessing than a yes. curse because I'm able to see the human condition. Exactly. I'm able to see souls. I'm mm-hmm. able to see and feel in a much greater, stronger way yes. than not. And I would rather feel connected to human beings the way that I do than walk around half feeling if that makes I sense. agree I don't want to be that woman in the car who steals the the, the parking no spot. of course not she's horrible she also has bad karma yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes That's so funny not um, um okay great so joke but some some tools some tools one first of all as an empath first of all as any human being listening to this empath or not you have to ground your energy every day yeah and I'll explain what that is but you have to ground yourself every I'm day bad and you are I'm gonna call <laughs> you out on it you have to ground yourself and new people that are new to grounding have to ground themselves Throughout the day, not just once. And oh, I've told me that so many times. And I find myself needing to do that more than once during the day. And it just depends on, you know, the type of setting that you're in. So grounding yourself means that you're consciously making the decision to pull your energy down. Into the earth. Down into the earth. And that's, number one, that keeps you from feeling flighty and all in, up in your head and in the mm-hmm. clouds and sort of like, woo, feeling like your head is detached <laughs> from your body. Um, and it, it, it also binds you to earth energy, which is stabilizing, neutralizing, love, mm-hmm. uh, purity. I mean, imagine like how trees can grow and how plants can grow and how seasons change and plants are, you know, become new. I mean, just imagine all the beautiful symbolism of earth and yes. soil and all of that. Yes. Jill. I have a way I raise my hand because I have a way that I do ground myself and I do do this. I will stand outside during the day and I will face the sun Mm -hmm. and almost like put my palms and my face towards the sun and I will take a few deep breaths just to kind of release whatever it is that was kind of building up in me. Mm -hmm. I do that as a way of just like, and I'm just like, I say thank you, I have gratitude and I like kind of regain my strength. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. The way I do it and how it was taught to me um, is to imagine roots attached to my spine, the base of my spine and the soles of each of my feet. And they shoot straight down into earth as far as I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And then all the little tendrils of the roots branch out and they clasp onto earth. Like a goddamn oak tree. Yeah. So you are firmly, firmly planted. Mm -hmm. And so being grounded will help you see the thing or the situation for what it is and to be able to cut through all the excess noise and energy. Yeah. Because sometimes you just think you're crazy. Instead of feeling all flighty in your head. mm -hmm. And like when you're flighty, things become really um, confusing and cluttered and muddy and overwhelming is what I had. Yeah. But yeah. So grounding yourself will really help you be able to, to cut through all of that sort of noise and then face the issue for what it is instead of, It'll help you not to run away yeah, and, and sort of be like, okay, I have to be alone and I don't want to talk to anybody and I can't deal with this and blah. Yeah. That's also a means of yeah, like helping you sort of stay solid within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people worry that grounding yourself makes you less psychic or less empathic and that's actually not true. It helps you be more. Yes. Because you're more clear. 
Because you're like an antenna, you're, firmly you're planted. You're able to that. discern what is mine versus what is somebody else's mm-hmm. that you're picking up on. So ground yourself. The w- I do it every morning when I'm brushing my teeth. Yes. And then if I go, let's say I go to a restaurant, like the other day that I had that experience, I'll stop. I'll just quickly ground myself. And, you know, it's not like you make a big deal out of it. You're not, like, chanting or anything. You're just doing it silently in your mind, like you're imagining the roots or, you know. Yeah. If you need to step outside and go face the sun, go just do it subtly and be mm-hmm. like, I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, but you might have to do it throughout the day when you find yourself, like, really sensing and yes. feeling other stuff. I sometimes, too, um, if I'm, like, as a makeup artist, usually when I go to the bathroom and I'm step, I have mm-hmm. to sometimes know, like, I don't necessarily have to go, but I will take an extra minute just to be sitting alone in a stall. Exactly. Not to do anything <laughs> gross, you guys. You've already been gross on this. Episode. I know. I have been. Tell us exactly so what you do. <laughs> so when you're disgusting. Just kidding. Just sit there and wait for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's no wonder we're single. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are real. I'm a catch. We are real. Okay, so something else that I love to do, and I do this also like a million times a day, is I will visualize myself surrounded in white light. That's nice. I do that too. Sometimes. And I'll also do gold light. Yeah, I was going to be like, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> sometimes, not all the I time. I also will do gold light, but I never like forget the white light first for some reason. Yes. Like, so white is the color associated with like divine. So okay. it's very protective and it acts like a shield. So it will prevent you from absorbing. So being that sponge that we talked about earlier. It's like an armor it's that an doesn't armor. make you like not made so of iron. So you will f- you'll sense the other mm-hmm. person's stuff, but you will not absorb it. And that's the difference. That is the key that empaths think like it's my duty to carry around and to feel so deeply and do this, do all this stuff and give advice and do no. It's not your duty. Yeah. Sometimes it's good just to say. It's not your duty. They can handle it and I'm okay. Because it will wear and tear at your body. It will. It will give you physical illness. It will. You'll ruminate about it. You'll take it home with you. You'll think about it. It takes over your life. Mm -hmm. So putting that white light in place, I just, you know, a bubble of white light around you. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm like particularly like, you know, salty or I need extra protection or like I don't really like that person, but I have to encounter them. I do gold light. Yeah. Um, I do that every day also after I ground myself and then I I do it a lot of times I do it um, before sessions with clients that I have at my home office I'll put white light around my house gold light around my house Mm -hmm. because I do sessions at my home office or wherever I am doing a session I always will put us in a white light bubble. I like that. Just that's as an nice. uh, extra protection so that I am not picking up on or perceiving anybody else that's around me in my session. That I'm only tuning into the person in front of me. Oh, good. Yeah. I like that. So I um, I meditate. Like, I do mm-hmm. that. Meditating is really grounding for me. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that in the morning to kind of, like, set my day. I how use the Calm app. Just give me, like, a quick scenario or quick like how do you meditate so I will legit I use the calm app and I it's not guided it's no I don't use a guided one you can if you want to I personally don't like guiding because I like to kind of like disengage from verbal I'm Mm -hmm. such a verbal person that sometimes words are too distracting for me and then I'll be like how's the narrator and what's their life like Mm -hmm. and then I'm and then I'm gone (laughs) um so I listen to normally ocean waves you can pick like rain ocean Mm -hmm. waves a lake like they have like crickets and mm-hmm. you know those kinds of sounds so I normally listen to ocean just because um, I'm a cancer mm-hmm. and I have a lot of water mm-hmm. in my astrological chart so I like water um, and I will either lay down depending on how lazy I am in the morning mm-hmm. or I will sit and I will listen to it for either five or 15 minutes however much I feel I need in that time period mm-hmm. I time 
I do a time. So it kind of gives me like a ding to let me know mm-hmm. I can come out of it. And I have like a safe space that I go to into my mind that sort of helps me disengage. And usually that's in water. Like I'm usually mm-hmm. by water awesome. and, and a be- in a beach. And I will picture myself almost like sitting in the sand, mm-hmm. listening to the waves and sort of focusing on being in that, like leaving my chatter brain. Um, you don't necessarily need to get there right away. It takes a long, it takes a while. Like you have to be patient with yourself when you're meditating. If you can do two minutes and just sit through the two minutes, you're winning. You just have to keep kind of doing it consistently. Mm -hmm. And I sort of developed this space that I go to. And granted, like sometimes I'll spend the full five minutes just in my head and I'm like, oh man, like, oh, I just wasted that. But it's not, it helps me feel a little bit better being there and even with people when I'm in with people that I don't necessarily like the I really like the idea of the white light and the gold light I I do do it every once in a while but it's only in like when I think about it I just don't it's Mm -hmm. not the first thing I think of but I will almost do like the action of my hand in front of someone that I will go like nope Mm -hmm. go and I go that's not mine that's yours Mm -hmm. I will say things like that to people who are like overwhelming or I start to feel kind of infringed on Mm -hmm. I will be like nope nope you need to stay over there and so that's a way that I kind of like block it a way of creating a boundary mm-hmm. with other people and where you're going. I don't necessarily always do it beforehand, which is probably something I need to yeah. work on. You, sh- uh, again, I don't like tell, I don't do shoulds, but I would recommend <laughs> all of these happen before it's, yes, before, before it's, it's actually late. happening before instead of working in the body. moment. Cause I'm doing this in the moment yeah, and that's, instead of, and it, the, the idea is to get ahead of it so that it doesn't yeah. overwhelm your system. Totally. Um, another thing, you can do is to be aware I am so I'm just so I just want everybody to know this you have to be responsible for your own energy yeah and the energy you bring everywhere you go and you know that again has to do with self-awareness but Mm -hmm. because we all I don't know what word you want me to use Janelle but deposit energy everywhere we go we bring energy to a room and we leave it when we leave so um, if you have, if you're pick stressed, up your shit, yeah, basically pick it up when you leave, take it yeah, with you, take it with you. Um, but like before, like, let's say you had a stressful day at work before you get in the car, do something that sort of symbolizes you leaving that energy before you get in your car. Mm-hmm. Don't, I like that. don't sit with it in your car. Cause you don't want that stuff swirling around your car. I used to imagine I would do two things. One, um, it w- it's weird. When I was a victim advocate, I would always like feel like I would unzip like this outer layer of me mm-hmm. and drop it down to the ground before I got in my car. And then I, when I worked at the police department, I would literally stomp my feet twice to oh, cool. stomp it off of my body. Like shake it off. Yeah. Before I got in my car because mm-hmm. I didn't want to take any of my day home. Yeah. That's smart. And that's really important for an empath because you want to make sure like you're, you're leaving your house with o- with only your energy and you're coming home with only yeah. your energy. When I do Reiki on people, my beginning process, I say, may I may my energy stay with me and their energy stay with them. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I say, may my energy stay with me and their energy stay with yes. them. Because I'm doing energy work. I'm working in someone's aura. I can feel and sense everything about them. I don't want to take that with me. Totally. So I start the session like that and I end it like that. I like so that. So I'm very aware. So you can say, like, may my energy stay with me and their energy stay with them before you leave your house for the yeah. day. 
or at before you come home, something like that. And then something that says like, I'm leaving anything that's not mine. Yes. If you can consciously be aware in scenarios when you're like exhausted, mm-hmm. that you can take a moment to say, I only am responsible for what's mine and I'm keeping what's mine and I'm letting go of anything that's yes. not mine. What's you're, mine you're, on a, you're on a right path mm-hmm. and that will only, you'll, you'll know the things that you need to in, be in tune with to help you feel your best. And that will also help you identify what really is yours. Is this really my headache? Mm-hmm. And do I need to like, you know, do my whatever routine to get rid of my headache? Or does this headache belong to somebody else? So yeah. develop some sort of way that you ask spirit, like, is this really mine? Or ta- or like get rid of this if it's Practice. not. Practice. Yeah. So that's something else to be aware of because you're not, like I said earlier, you're not supposed to take on people's stuff yes as a way to like remove it from them remember you're exhausted like because that's happening yeah so yeah. it's not your duty in this lifetime to absorb somebody else's shit mm-hmm. as a way to rescue them or a way to heal them or help them yes. that is not your duty yes you're figure out your life purpose as an empath between you and spirit but it is not to physically remove somebody else's hurt Yes. That is not what you're supposed to do. With and it. just because you're an empath and you're, you're psychic doesn't mean, or being under that umbrella and highly intuitive doesn't mean you're meant to do psychic work no. and heal the world. It's supposed to help you be better in your and, life. And really, I think that that's the biggest thing for empaths to yes. learn is that it's about like taking care of you mm-hmm. because you know, you have an edge up on, on people mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and you can use that in the best way that's possible, which is taking care of yourself and taking care of the people that you love and doing your best with your little corner. Yes. You don't necessarily have to like expand it into just because you have this beautiful and wonderful gift. Exactly. And I'll say a final sort of like two. Wait, I have more. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> this is the biggest one oh. that I think is so necessary. But you need alone time. Oh, yeah. We, you mentioned that already. I Did we talk about it, though? You did. Like, extensive? Okay, fine. Forget <laughs> it. Then I'm done. <laughs> we don't, I mean, it, you said, like, if you're the type that gets exhausted and you need to pull away and, you you know, you need to say no to things. You, you yeah. Know, you did mention that. Okay. But Do I think that that's, I, I just wanna, mean. Janelle, I don't want to shut you down as a person. <laughs> I want to validate what you're saying. I feel like the energy is really tense right now. Is and it? I don't know if it's mine or yours. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was joking. besides my normal sweating because we're talking about an empath. Like. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm drenched, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> we're so sweaty. Um, no, I will say. No, but I'm just, boundaries. I wanted to say like, I wanted to say it in the ending of like in the tools thing. Taking time away from of groups, of knowing when you've hit your edge um, and what getting to your edge looks like for you. Um, you should also know when that is Mm -hmm. and usually you like will erupt in some kind of way or you'll feel really stressed out and like the the energy will rise up Mm -hmm. um I've talked about this before my symbol is usually I cry Mm -hmm. uh something will kind of set me up uh, set me off and unintentionally and I'll just unexplicably like sob and I know it's like pent-up energy that just needs to be released and that's when I know it's time to retreat and you need to kind of like turn your phone off, turn the TV off, journal, right? Do something that's very um, self-care, but self-soothing, self-soothing. Yeah. Like you have to learn to kind of recalibrate and like turn out the noise, like get people away from I you, which that. I think sometimes is hard for people to understand it's and so do in their life. But for an empath, if you struggle being around people and you have to be around people all the time, you have to learn to say, 
I need to go and be alone. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes be um, really uncomfortable for people who uh, have never are used to that kind of heightened, stressful energy of being around people. Being alone is super scary. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is. I think for other people, they understand that aspect of themselves, that be, having that alone time, that's a huge way that I cope. And that's a way that I deal a lot with um, carving out time and being really mindful of the fact when my energy is spent mm-hmm. and I know that I need some time to recalibrate. If I've done something super social, I have to like rein it in a little bit just to get ahead of the game so I yes. don't cry. Yes. So, and I would say the goal is, of course, to not get to your limit. Yes. The goal is yeah. to use these tools along the way so mm-hmm. that you don't find yourself like frazzled and like, go away, yeah. leave my alone time. Yeah. But of course, like you said, like we can't always avoid that. Totally. You cannot always avoid and sometimes getting I'm not to your limit. So yeah. for those occasions, yes, like you, you, so schedule in time by yourself. Yes. Schedule in self, yeah. you know soul care and practicing, you know, <laughs> I all, roll at the I self-care, uh, self-love everybody, um, schedule that in so that you don't yeah. reach your limit. Well, and that's, that's the thing too. Like I do regular alone time just so that I can not get to my edge Good. too, that Good. that's a really big part of uh, th- something I know, but I know if I'm having a big week and I've done like five days in a row of something back to back, Ooh, I'm skating on that ice. Oh, yes. Like I know I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, mm-hmm. girl, you better find a way because <laughs> she coming. <laughs> whether you want to or not she's gonna get you so I know that like if I'm not able to in the 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 train's running I'm just I'm just gonna be like it's coming and you're gonna be okay and I'll be fine and I and you'll just ride that out Uh, and I've become very accepting of those things instead of saying like oh don't and oh why are you like this and oh like I just am like this is just the way that it goes Mm -hmm. and I know if someone sees me cry or whatever, or sees me kind of get fra- like I'm when I'm at my edge and I'm just like, oh, like frustrated, I'm just like, it's not about you and I'm, it's not your thing. It's just me. I just, I need some time alone and I haven't been able to have it and I like need to do that tonight and I need to be okay. Boundaries are learning to say no and not feeling bad about it. Yeah, number one, mm-hmm. and protecting learning to say no and protecting that because that's really you're advocating for yourself exactly and the people that push back against your boundaries are the ones that need the boundaries the most they're the ones that are vampire they're the energy suckers so Mm -hmm. if you are one of those yeah pull out a mirror (laughs) pull out a mirror (laughs) you got to face yourself um yes okay now we can finish no it's like one more little thing that i do but there's so many that you can develop just in a way to just decompress and like imagine and they're individual they really are. for and, yourself and, and what you need for me they've changed over the years mm-hmm. and so something that I like to do is like showering at night showering in the evening oh yeah is just like I just literally imagine like everything from my day running down the drain and yeah. that's like super easy to do and fast and I'm like I get a lot of like oddly enough and creepily enough like intuitive information and like mediumship mm-hmm. stuff like in the shower and it's just because yeah. my mind just goes blank yeah, because you're like doing a I'm monotonous zoned chore. Out, you know, yeah. just totally zoned out. And so I'll get, you know, intuitive nudges and, and information and guidance and stuff. And then I just imagine like the weight of the day or if it was like a rough day or a sad day. Or I had a lot of like clients mm-hmm. that were really emotional and it was heartbreaking for me. Or like I will just imagine all of that goes down the drain. Yeah. And I, and I come out anew and refreshed. I love that. Just with my own energy. That's so great. There's a I lot. Like that. Yeah, there's just a I mean there you can develop them as you go, but the the goal is is to one like feel comfortable with this. 
to as who you are as a person. You were born this way. There's nothing. Baby, you were born, born this way. way. <laughs> it works on so many levels. What a genius song. Um, but just coming to grips with it, coming to terms with it, and mm-hmm. knowing how to manage it. And if you're like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I have anxiety and this is whatever, just take a moment to sort of baby step. I just wanted to quote that. Um, what about Bob? Um, do you remember baby <laughs> steps? Yeah. I love that movie. So, but taking a moment to sort of um, let it kind of unfurl, like unfurl, is unfurl. that right? Is that a right word? Am I making up a word? No, it's right, but I don't know if you're saying it right. I don't know. Book, <laughs> book smart, you guys. Book, book smart. <laughs> I went to art school. Everyone back <laughs> off. Um, Why don't you paint it for us? Oh, God. You're a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. Oh, my God. Whatever. I forgot what I was even saying. Oh, let, just letting let it happen it, one at a time. Yeah. Like, just let little things. And, and sometimes it's just being aware, being like, okay, maybe I am an empath. And you, when you walk into a room, like, l- remind yourself that, like, oh, what if I am an empath? Like, what am I feeling right yeah. now? Is that mine? Is this? Yeah. We whatever. just want to talk about this to help people be more aware of who they might be. And that this is a very normal thing. Yeah. And you're not crazy. No, you're not. You're not. I mean, you might be. But you're not crazy. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, uh, you're. We might be. A, but. <laughs> we definitely are. You are a deeply feeling person and mm-hmm. you are seeing people at the soul level and you're just maybe up until now, your body is just not aware yeah. of how you are interpreting this mm-hmm. energy. Or your body's been trying to tell you yeah. and it's just been hard your for you to kind of recognize. Yeah, your brain is So aware. this is how your body is manifesting everybody else's ish. Totally. So hopefully this brought you some clarity yeah. and some understanding. And if you have questions about it, like submit your questions. Yeah, we'll keep going. Yeah. I, this is such a, I think forever. This, this is like a very, um, I think a lot of people who operate under intuition mm-hmm. and under the psychic umbrella, this is like definitely step one. Absolutely. It's like being like, I'm an empath understanding and that. understanding what it is and and it it's um it's a really it's a gift mm-hmm. when you accept it and you start using it in the world it's a really big gift to life and it um, is. we hope you guys like this uh, send your questions to or thoughts and opinions whatever you want yell at us mm-hmm. we don't care mm-hmm. um at the modern or the modern intuitives at gmail you can email us there and then the modern intuitives um on instagram yes so find us find us there follow us send us messages we're gonna pay attention to all of that (laughs) all right we love you guys bye bye